0: message today I believe will help all of us. It certainly helped me. Everybody say the power of patience. The power of patience. patience. You're all going to love this message. So right now just say we love Pastor Pam. Yeah make that confession. We love Pastor Pam. You know we've been under construction and now (laughs) here's another part of it. Hallelujah. Patience. Everybody say patience. And you know whenever you take on something for the Lord uh, I can promise you the devil will challenge you in your decision to move forward in something that God says. And uh, God has given us his word to show us how to live our lives in victory and success. And uh, I, was, I was talking, Lori actually came in Wednesday night to lead worship, and she said, well, <clears throat> our, uh, our garbage disposal tonight, I turned it on, and, uh, and I thought everything went down. But when uh, Joey came in, he said, uh, there's garbage all over the garage. And it had come up out of the drain in the garage and sprayed all over. This is right before church, you know. So she comes here, and then I get a call about 9 o'clock. Mother, can I bring the baby over to take a bath? Because we have no water. Andy's here trying. Thank God for Andy. Gabe, we all call Andy. Andy, oh, we have a problem. And uh, so Andy came over, but anyway, the baby had to come for a bath, and, and I can't remember if it was the next morning or that morning she had gotten up and or that night they had found a mouse in their garage. So Joey had to go back out and get a mouse trap after they got that bath thing done and got the mouse. And then the next morning, there, they found two more mice, so they had to get more mouse traps. And so she sent John a text that said, "Number of mice, three. Number of days till I leave, Zero. How many of you have ever felt like that? That is it. Hallelujah. But, you know, uh, when you begin to do things for the Lord, the enemy comes in places, you know, where, you know, we have to begin to stand our ground against those things that God has told us he's going to do. And in Hebrews, if you'll turn to Hebrews chapter six, um, every person who's going to do anything for God has to walk in these two things, faith faith. And patience. Everybody say faith and patience. Years ago, when I lived in Tulsa, Pastor uh, Brother Kenneth Copeland preached a message on faith and patience, the power twins, he called them. And uh, I want to read to you in Hebrews 6, starting, we're going to start with verse 9. But beloved, we are confident of better things. How many of you are glad today there's better things on the way? Amen. Concerning you, yes, things that accompany salvation. These are things that come with salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Turn to somebody beside you and say, God has not forgotten your labor. God never forgets anything that he sees us do. Verse 11. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope. Until the end, in other words, you stay with it with the full assurance that God will not forget your labor of love and hold fast to hope until the end. That you do not become sluggish. Everybody say, Sluggish, that word is lazy. Everybody say, Lazy. Now, that's I told you, you love me, right? Lazy, lazy. That's what it says here that you do not become lazy, but imitate those who through faith and Faith and patience inherit the promise. Now, I want you to look at that for just a second, that word inherit. Everybody say inherit. When you inherit something, it means that it does belong to you. I mean, you have it. It, It's something uh, in in the uh, dictionary. It says to take or receive property, a right, a title, by succession or by will as an heir. We have been made joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That's what the Word of God says in Romans eight seventeen. Joint heirs with Christ. Everything that Jesus has is the same for us as it is for him. I know that seems impossible today, but that's why we can claim healing. That's why we can stand on the Word of God for finances. All those things we have by inheritance. Everybody say inheritance. Everybody say this. I have an inheritance. But this word says that you obtain the inheritance by faith and patience. Now, we've talked a lot about faith in the last couple of months and how, you know, we walk by faith and not by sight. That faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I believe there's a lot of believers who have faith. But the situations and circumstances that we face on a daily basis are actually the place where we have to begin to use patience or our faith begins to wane. And the faith is so important because the only way to obtain your inheritance is by faith. It's not something that you have that's visible in the earth. Remember we said all the things that God gives us come from invisible things, not visible things. And so we've been talking for four weeks about using our words to create what God says. Well, when people become impatient, they use the wrong words. you know, they begin to meditate things that are not right. And then their faith, their faith is not working. We can say, I have faith. I believe God's going to do it. But what do you say the next day when you're not here in service and something happens that's not the same as what your faith is? That's where patience, everybody say patience. Patience uh, starts working. And I want to read to you, actually, uh, Brother Copeland put it in this Faith to Faith a little bit about it. He said, most of us have distorted the idea about patience. Excuse me. We think of it as something designed to help us suffer failure gracefully. How many of you, you know, that's patience. Oh, oh I'm going to have to do this. But I will suffer graciously. But according to these scriptures, it actually puts us on the path to success. Everybody say path to success. So patience isn't something that we need to shy away from. It's something that we need to embrace. You can see that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. If you read the word of God, it says in Psalm 35, 27, that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. How many of you have heard messages where we shouldn't always be expecting to prosper in God? There are people who say that, you know, we just have to take whatever God gives us. Well, God has given us. Do you have an inheritance? Did we not say that? Do you have the full inheritance that Christ has? Well, then God has already given us those things. So to deny that we have them is to say that God didn't give them, and that would be a lie because God already has given us that inheritance. So we know that God wants us to prosper. Once you see that, faith takes hold, and you shout, hallelujah. I've got a job, the one I need. But what happens to faith tomorrow morning when you go to three interviews and you get turned down? All three times. Then what? Then patience, everybody say patience, has to take over. That's when we have to make a decision to stay constant and to act as if nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Faith opens the door to God's promise for you and patience keeps it open until the promise is fulfilled. I put the definition of patience there. My Bible says it, it denotes forbearance, fortitude, patient, endurance, long-suffering. Everybody say long-suffering. I think that's where people get the idea that patience is long-suffering. But long-suffering is a fruit of the Spirit. Everybody say fruit. So if it's a fruit of the Spirit, then it's got to have something in it that is productive and brings joy and peace. It's right after you in the fruit of the spirit. We're going to look at it later, but we have love, joy, peace, and then long suffering is in the mix of those nine fruits of the spirit. So I believe that we need to embrace everybody say embrace, embrace patience, because patience, it says in James, if you'll turn to James has a perfect work. Everybody say perfect work. So patience is. Even though we don't like to wait, how many of you know we are a society today that does not like to wait? I mean, we've been trained to have everything today. We want it today. We're ready today. We know we're ready today. You know, we we don't want to wait. This week, when the Lord began to speak to me about preaching on patience, I was coming back from uh, Happy Hollow, and uh, an older gentleman, probably my age, but I'll say older, he was beside me. And these young, young couple of kids were walking across the street at 9th Street. And, you know, kids walk across the intersection sometimes. You, you would think they're trying to be a little arrogant, like, hit me if you can, you know, kind of that attitude. But sometimes I think they're just thinking about themselves. They're young. You know, they're thinking about who they are. And, and they were just walking slowly. The light turned green. And this man drove right into them. And they refused to walk fast. And he, I mean, he had to almost brush them both. He was not going to stop. And I thought, I've got to see who this is. <laughs> That's just me. You know, so I whip up there and I look. He's going down the street. Everybody saying patient. You know, even if they're acting that way, patience is able to. Just walk through that with grace. Everybody say, with grace. And I I had another, inst- I've never had this happen. I was coming out of my workout place and I was headed home. I was down by the Arnett Clinic. And I went to go to the green light, and these two guys had gotten out of their cars and they were screaming at each other. And they were using words that you know I can't use here in church and I wouldn't use, but they're every word, you know, that nobody should be saying. And they were screaming and coming at each other. And then this lady over here in the yard, she got mad. She had a daycare. She started yelling at them that they couldn't use that kind of profanity in the street. They told her what they thought about that. And then it continued. And you it's going back and forth and back and forth and I thought my goodness what could anybody have done to cause that kind of a response I'm telling you the world is becoming more and more aggressive because they're becoming more and more impatient with their lives with the things that are around them and in the kingdom of God faith without patience has no ability to be fulfilled In fact, God said to me, if people do not exercise patience, they put themselves in a place of bondage. And he gave me the the game Monopoly. You know how in Monopoly you get to a certain thing and you land on it? And it says go straight to jail. Go straight to jail. That's exactly what he said. When people lose their patience, they go straight to jail. They go straight to jail where they become imprisoned by that, that, that impatience. A spirit of rebellion is what actually takes place. And the person gets in that place and that shuts off faith. Everybody say shuts off faith. Faith will have no power. Faith has no power when we yoke up with something that is against God. Because faith is the things that... Have substance in who God is through Jesus Christ so we can't obtain any of them we have been stopped in our faith and I think sometimes people think well you know all that's just nice but when it says my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials everybody say trials we will have trials till Jesus comes Because we live in a fallen world and there are people out there, people that have become deceived, people who do not know Christ, who are just full of anger and bitterness and all kinds of things. And as the world gets more and more dark, those things become more and more prevalent. I'm speaking to you today for your safety. I'm speaking to you today because God has given us a way to rise above The darkness that is coming in the earth. And one of those ways is through patience. Everybody say patience. It will make us different. It will bring us into a place of bringing peace. But it says knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Now I don't know that that always is what it produces. But that's God's intent. That the faith produces patience. Everybody say patience. But let patience have its perfect work. Everybody say perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. How many of you want to lack nothing? Absolutely nothing. Well, then patience is going to have to be one of the things that we exercise every single day in our lives. When I was studying this, God began to speak to me that those promises, everybody say promises. Those promises are already solidified. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory and Christ Jesus does the Bible say that is that a promise well how do we inherit that promise through faith and patience well when we give how how many times do we give and we don't see immediately the return on what we gave how many people do you believe over time have quit giving to God because they didn't see what they thought they would see they lost patience Everybody say lost patience. They lost patience. Patience is the Holy Spirit on the inside of us has provided a way for us to walk in patience, to to hold fast. But only when we're counting on the spirit, everybody say on the spirit. And so those precious promises, would you put up second Peter for me, uh, please? It says grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. Then it goes on, as his divine power has given to us, everybody say given to us, all things that pertain to life and godliness, all things, you have no lack, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, and then it goes on and says, by which we have been given, which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these we may be partakers of the divine nature, everybody say divine nature. That's a patient nature for what we're talking about today. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. See, when things become darker and darker, and there's things we're believing for, you know how the church has gotten into debt almost as severely as the world? Because they lack no patience. I mean, they lack patience, they have no patience. Because they can't wait for God to give to them what they have need of instead of going after what they have need of. You know, I've, I've heard people say, well, God wants me to have all things. So I use my credit card and bought all these things. Well, you know, that's not extras. Maybe God said, wait, I cannot tell you the number of times God has provided for me from another source rather than the store for food for clothes, for items that I had need of, you know, you just, you you need a dresser and you begin to pray. Now I'm being real practical today, but listen, we are living in a day where we have no lack. We have no lack, but there is a way to get it according to the kingdom of God that brings us into a place where we have all things in life all the promises that God has for us because we're obedient to God's way to do it. Everybody say obedient. And so then we're not in a position where we end up having to have horrible debt in our lives. I believe that in the church today, that's why a lot of people aren't tithing because they have so much debt that they feel like their debtors will come after them if they don't give their debtors their money well the enemy will come after the church that doesn't give to god the way god says but they don't think about that because they can't see that as well and so they become impatient with god's system of getting them out of the situation and they go to their system and as soon as we move to our system we have been in we've been put in bondage everybody say in bondage And so when God began to speak that to me, he began to give me examples of situations and circumstances in people's lives where you see it happening over and over and over again. And it says that we will... We will have our faith tested, but if we follow through, it will produce patience. Everybody say patience. That means we simply wait on God. It says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. In other words, if you don't know what to do, ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, Unstable. Everybody say unstable. Unstable in all his ways. When we begin to lose patience, these people that I saw this week, I went through McDonald's yesterday morning, and I was just coming through McDonald's, and, and I was in line. I thought, God, we don't need a demonstration like this one because my car almost got hit. But I was, I was just turning the corner, and somebody decided they didn't want to wait in the line threw their car in reverse and was coming at me lickety split backward. Now, I don't like to honk at people. I mean, I will sit and miss a green arrow because I I don't want to scare somebody honking, you know, they jump. I mean, that's what I do when somebody honks at me. So I don't want to honk and, you know, it's okay if I miss the green arrow. I mean, there'll be another one. They only last a few minutes, those lights. And so, uh, you know, and I am not a good person for this. Let me tell you, God has had to work with me with patience. I talk to every driver on the road. My husband will testify to it. So, you know, I've had, to gain, I've had to gain this patience. But I have learned that why should I sit at the light and rev up my motor over something I can do nothing about? And I take myself into a place of bondage. Everybody say bondage. And this person, I don't know, man or woman, just shot. And finally, I thought, they, they're really upset. They were, you could tell the way they floored it to go backward that they had not looked at anything. And it is a little crowded in that McDonald's. And you have to watch because there's a lot of older people. And they're real slow at pulling in their place. But I mean, you don't just throw it into reverse and hit. And if I hadn't honked and honked and honked, I mean, finally I was laying on the horn. And when they turned, they, you know, out there mad. Everybody say lack of patience. Well, they could have wrecked my car and their car all over the fact that there were four cars in front of them at mcdonald's everybody say that's impatient are you getting this i can tell by the smile some of you are with me in this impatient part of it If if I'm preaching it, you know it's because I've done it and God's spoken to me about it. Now, when I told Pastor Bill on Friday, we decided to take a ride up to Lake Michigan. And um, there was a restaurant up there we went to one time, and it's famous for their hamburgers. So Bill called me and said, if you're done working on your message, we could go up there today. So off we went up there. And on the way, he said, what are you preaching on? I said, well, I think it's going to be on patience. Oh, he said, well, I'll try your patience. (laughs) Uh, Listen, just let me. This is (laughs) welcome to Pastor Bill. (laughs) He said, we'll see how you do. I'll just try your patience from now to Sunday, and we'll see how the message goes. I said, honey, you don't have to try, because I already know it's going to happen. You know, uh, we have situations and circumstances every day that can keep us in that place. And uh, my husband likes to help people grow in their faith, and so I guess that's (laughs) how he decided to do it that day. So, and he did, believe me, he did try my patience that day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's turn to Hebrews. <laughs> Hebrews 10:35. Now, you're going to say, but those people, you know, I could say, now, Pastor Bill, you know, he decided to try my patience. And so my patience has just been tried and tried and tried this weekend. Or I can say this, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of you have need of endurance so that after you've done the, the will, of, what is the will of God? You know, uh, this year, when we began the year, we said this is going to be a year where we prefer others. You know, patience prefers other people. Patience is willing to let somebody else be whatever they need to be and wait for God to move us into being whatever we're supposed to be for their benefit. Don't everybody shout me down when I'm preaching good. That's not as funny as Pastor Bill, is it? Hallelujah. Do not cast away your confidence. Everybody say cast away. You know what that says to me? It's my responsibility. Do not cast away. That means nobody can take away my confidence. Nobody can bring me into a place. You're funny, honey. Nobody can bring me into a place. That blesses him when I say he's funny. He likes to be funny. And so um no nobody can take away your patience. It's a fruit of the spirit. You have it. Turn to your neighbor and say I have it. I have it. And so what what the Lord said to me was what I put there for number 3 patience keeps faith directed toward the promise. That's what patience does. It keeps faith moving toward the promise. If we let go of our patience, then we turn and we begin to look at all these distractions that are in our way that will keep us from that place. So it says, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward for you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, that's very important. If you're highlighting in your Bible, highlight that after you've done the will of God. See, a lot of people endure things, but they don't endure it in the will of God. They endure it complaining and mumbling and and grouchy and uh, you know, they, they're not they're not enjoying their day. In other words, you can tell when somebody is long suffering. How many of you ever had somebody say, Well, I'm doing what God told me? You know, that's that isn't counting at all joy. That isn't that that's casting away your confidence because if your confidence is that God is going to do what he says, then you, you don't have that long face. You, you still can have joy in the midst of the situation. Uh, earlier in the week, pastor Bill had said to me, I was talking about the building and, and we were discussing some things about the building. And uh, we've been waiting for a building for a long time. If you're new to this church, uh, we started this church 21 years ago. And my husband, I mean, he was determined that we would have a building. I mean, very quickly after we came, that lower level of the bank building was just a, a, a temporary a temporary place for us. When we came here, this was a temporary place for us. And it's been temporary for a long time. Hallelujah. And we've had many opportunities to look at other things. but impatience causes you to make wrong decisions and puts you into bondage so over the years there have been things that looked really good and you know like my husband has said you know i've led led us over here and I've led us over there but the good news is whenever he would say that I would think well thank god we didn't go any of those places because if we went to the wrong place we would have Bondage. Everybody say bondage. We could have had severe debt. We could have had all kinds of things because because we had to stay patient. Everybody say stay patient. And so, of course, I was asking my husband. I I asked lots of questions. Probably you women here are not like me, but I want to know. And so I was asking him questions, and he looked at me, and he said, I don't have any answers. I just hate that. I like answers. And he didn't have any answers, but he said, we'll just have to be patient. That's how I knew this week. Every time I turned around, somebody was saying patient to me. I thought, okay, God, so I'm going to preach it and I'm going to try it myself. But, you know, patience is so important to getting to inheriting the promise. And so Bill said to me, this thing was begun in the spirit. It has to stay in the spirit. And so I'm not going to say anything. Everybody say, say anything. See, we could discuss what we think is going on or what might be going on or what people are doing or what people are saying. But he says, we're not even going to discuss it because we know God is Working, And he said, everybody say he said, that he was going to do something that we would all recognize was him. We would recognize it. This church would recognize it. The community would recognize it. And God would get all the glory. So when we discuss it, he uses faith. Everybody say faith. And no matter how much I want to discuss it or talk about it, I'm not going to talk about it with him. Amen? Why? Because he's operating with his patience. Now, I'm telling you, patience is very difficult to handle when you really believe you've heard God. I mean, we really believe we've heard God. And so, you know, we're, we're looking for that to happen now because we heard God. And after all, we've been patient a long time. Everybody say, don't cast away your confidence. I want to give you two examples that God gave me. It says, after you've done the will of God, everybody say, after you've done the will of God. In, um, in 1 Samuel 13, and I didn't give you this, Sarah, but First Samuel 13, uh, God gave the people of Israel a king. Now, you know, that wasn't, I don't believe God's plan, but the people cried out, they won a the king. So God accommodated him, gave him a king. His name was Saul. How many of you remember the name of Saul? And God gave Saul his authority as the king. And, and he gave him certain duties as the king that he was to fulfill. And he did not give him all responsibility for everything. Samuel was still the prophet. Samuel was the one who was supposed to do sacrifices. Samuel had a job. The king had a job. But Saul took it upon himself. Everybody say, took it upon himself. Due to impatience. And it was due to people. Everybody say people. It was due to people because it says... Um, this is in uh, 1 Samuel 13. Uh, can you go to verse 13? Yeah, and Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever, but now your kingdom shall not continue. Everybody say, Shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people, because you have not kept... What the Lord commanded you. What did he not keep? Well, if you go up a few verses, it says, uh, Samuel said, What what have you done? And Saul said, well, when I saw that the people, everybody say, when I saw that the people, when I saw that the people were scattered. In other words, he moved in impatience. He was told to wait for Samuel. Everybody say, wait for Samuel. That was what he was called to do. This is the king. Now, we believe, and I do believe, that God's God's callings are without repentance. But I'm telling you, when a person disqualifies themselves and God has a destination, he will use somebody else. And the only person who disqualifies somebody is the person. God doesn't do that. He's the one who qualifies us, but we can disqualify ourselves if we're not obedient to be who he's called us to be. Faith and patience. Everybody say faith and patience. And God really began to show me this. I had watched Esther on a a movie that bill had brought home for me and it was just like i mean have you ever watched a movie and felt like god was talking to you directly through the movie and uh and and as i began to prepare this message he gave me this about saul he said he took the kingdom away and this is what he finally says in 15:11: i greatly regret that i set up saul as king for he has turned back everybody say turn back he has turned back. Impatience will cause you to turn back from the very thing that God has for you just before he does it. May I add that? Just before. Everybody say just before. See, we can think, well, well, I just don't understand why this isn't happening. Check your patience. Check your patience. Faith and patience are the power twins. You inherit the promises with faith and and patience, and God decides timing. That isn't something we can do. But our faith and our patience, like Brother Copeland said, our patience keeps us there. Our our patience keeps us on track to what God is doing. Saul had an assignment. He was to be king. He wasn't supposed to be the priest. And then he finally he also. Uh, disobeyed God in in taking the people, taking animals. You know, he had done things he wasn't supposed to do. And by the end, in, in 1 Samuel 15, 28, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to your neighbor of yours who is better than you. You know, sometimes we think that God didn't come through when it's really our impatience that diverted what God wanted to do. Do we, do you know that's possible? Now, the good news is here, Folks, we can repent and God will get it right back on track. But if we continue in our error, everybody say continue in the error. If you continue in the error of seeing what's happening in your life as somebody else's problem and not yours. If I see, you know, Pastor Bill as my problem and not my inability to endure. Everybody say endure. (laughs) And I don't mean that mean, honey. But, you know, to endure his humor. For, you know, when you're trapped in a car for a long ride, I mean, you know, and, you know, the whole day. Now, we're going to be together from 1230, he tells me this, until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, I'm going to be having my patience tried. And and so, you know, that's, you know, he informs me at 1230, that's a long day we got ahead of us, amen? Now, I could give up right then, or I could decide not to let that bother me, Amen? Now, you know, he's being funny. It's not a big deal. But I'm telling you, there are big deals. There are big deals. And I believe God is saying we are in a critical time where we have to begin to be patient and let God finish the work that He's begun because it's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. The one that I think is the saddest is Moses. You know, Moses saw the burning bush. He turned, he did what God said. He even said to God, listen, I am not qualified. Do you know that didn't bother God? I mean, God said, "You know, okay, you can have Aaron," but He didn't disqualify him over that. He didn't. I mean, He, he was He was patient with him, and uh, and He told him, "You're going to inherit the promised land." He led those people all those years, and and He was, you know, He did what God told Him to do. Now that one time last week, I shared it where He said, "Just kill me." You know, just kill me, these people. I can't do it anymore. You know, he didn't, I'm not saying he never got discouraged. He never had those moments. But this is Moses, folks. And, and you know, those people pushed him and pushed him. that They went into that promised land and came out and told him, two of them said it's okay. And the other ten said, well, we can't do that. And then after he told them they were in trouble, they decided they'd try to go anyway. And he said, don't do it. I'm telling you. God will not be with you now. I mean, you've missed the opportunity. You've missed the opportunity because of your disobedience. So they, but they tried anyway and and got whooped. And so here we are numbers. This is, you know, after all this time with these people and uh, I guess my heart goes out to him because I think, wow, you know, it just was one little slip up. Everybody say slip up, (laughs) but this slip up. This slip-up disqualified him. Everybody say disqualified him. And I don't want anybody to be disqualified here from what God has for you. But it's very important, this thing that we're going to learn through this story. Everybody say rebellion. See, Saul clearly rebelled against God. And Moses, you would not think that he would rebel. But this is what it says. In Can you turn to Numbers 20, 11 through 13? I'm going to read just a little bit above. It says, uh, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation together and speak to the rock. Everybody say, Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So he took his rod with him and uh, he went. And Moses and Aaron gathered the the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, Now listen to his words. Hear now, you rebels. Everybody say rebels. See, he's, he is past patience. Would you not say yeah. must we bring water out of this rock for you? I don't think that would have been a problem, but he lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod and water came out abundantly And the congregation. Animals drank the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron said, because you did not believe me to hallow me Everybody they say, hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land, which I've given them one thing he said speak and moses struck now listen to this this is the water of Maribo because the children of israel contended with the lord and he was hallowed among them it says the children of israel saw that god was god that he was hallowed they recognized his authority you know who had the problem moses and aaron and they both died and did not go into the promised land why because God had something so big to be done that they had to obey. Everybody say obey. See, with authority, if you're under authority, you understand authority. If you've never submitted to authority, you can never be in authority. And they couldn't be in authority. This is, this is what it finally says in Numbers 27. And this is where uh, Joshua becomes a leader. It says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, and Go up to this mountain, a." And see the lamb which I've given to the children of Israel. And when you have seen it, everybody say, seen it. You also will be gathered dear your people as Aaron, your brother, was. For in the wilderness of Zen, during the strife of the congregation, everybody say, strife. When people rebel against God, then strife enters. Everybody say, strife enters. And when strife enters, every evil work enters. And so God would not allow him. You rebelled against my command to hallow me at the waters before their eyes. These are the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the wilderness of Zen. So we know the fact. Moses saw it, but he never went in. God never changed what he said about Moses as far as he was a great man. If you read the word of God, it says it that he had a spirit in him like none other. God loved Moses, but Moses could not inherit the promise because of disobedience. Everybody say disobedience. And I'm telling you today, impatience causes disobedience. Impatience causes people to get out of the will of God. And it says you cannot, you cannot get the promise if you haven't done the will of God. Everybody say the will of God. So what do you say? Is there a hope for us? I believe there is. If we walk by the spirit and not by the flesh because there's not one thing we cannot accomplish if we yield to the spirit of God. Look at Galatians chapter five, 22 and 23. This is what it says. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering. Everybody say long suffering. Everybody say that's patience. That's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, self-control against such. There is no, there is no law. You know what that, why that says that? Because when we walk by the spirit, we don't need a law to tell us. But when we walk after the flesh, we have to be guarded by the law. God has put long-suffering on the inside of every one of us. Now, does that mean we, we, we like being in that position? No, there, you know, look at Moses and all those years he led those people. There were days he didn't like it. But as long as he obeyed God, everybody say obey God, in front of the people, as long as he stayed in the position God gave him, that land was still in his promise but when he disobeyed god to the point that it was before the people that he did things his way and not god's way that this is very important i mean this has to do with leadership in our nation this has to do with leadership in the home you know we can talk faith all we want and thank god for faith i mean we live by faith and not by sight But there's another side of that, and it's patience. And patience is where we are obedient to God regardless of what we see or what we feel or what we think. We continue on that pathway to where God has called us to be. I don't want anybody to miss their place. I don't want anybody to miss that place that God's called them to be. Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you, Jesus.